Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Hey, 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 today is episode 33, and it's a continuation from our last week's episode on connection and love. So are you feeling frustrated and do you want more fulfillment? Then you need to tap into this mini-series because there's been lots of talk about this one, lots of talk, lots of messages, and lots of sharing on social media, lots of aha moments. So I'm loving all the people that are reaching out to me at the moment to say, hey, this was amazing. I didn't even know that. I hadn't even connected that this was really important to me. So if you're one of the people right now that is feeling frustrated in certain areas of your life and you're not making progress and you really want to make this year your best year yet, then stay tuned or go back. Go back and start from the beginning when we did the first of this mini-series. Today is a continuation of connection and love and we're going to dive straight into it today. Last week, we spoke about the frustration and how lots of us are getting our connection and love need met in an unresourceful way. So just to recap on that last week, getting our needs met is something that we must, it's not even we must, it's actually a need that's happening at an unconscious level. And most of us, some of us, and those really wise people, none of us, right, are getting it met in an unresourceful way which simply means it's not good for us, it's not good for others, and we're actually focused on fear or worry. This causes us way more frustration than is needed. So the recap on last week, if you can identify with any of these right now, the good news is we're going to teach you how to flip the switch so that you can have more fulfillment in this area. So number one, Sam, bring it away. Take it away. Um, Being needy was number one. Number two was self-harming, which can be done through food and through physical harming and emotional harming. You name it, there's a, the list goes on. Um, number three was unhealthy relationships. Number four was connection through problems like, like alcohol, drugs, drama, you name it. And finally, the last one was, if you don't love me, I'll hurt myself. So those are five unresourceful ways to get love and connection and we did we dug deep into that last week it was a big podcast it was like over 40 it was a big 45 minute or something so you needed like coffee and coffee and coffee just to get through that one so i highly (laughs) recommend that if you haven't listened to that one yet listen to that episode before you jump into this that was episode 32 of the reduce your frustration mini series part four love and connection one of two (laughs) how was that for a mouthful (laughs) so today we're going to be moving on to the resourceful ways of connect, getting your love and connection. And we're going to do that through the wise words of Ursh. <laughs> so let's have a look at uh, how can we get that need met in a more resourceful way? 
So remember, this is if this has got to be good for us, it's got to be good for others, and it helps us focus on us becoming our true potential. That's where fulfillment lies. I feel it best that we jump into this beginning with Tony Robbins. Love and connection don't just happen. Love is an action that wakes us up to the gift of life. How is that? Like life is all about love and connection. Like without love and connection, there basically is no life. Do you get that? Like that's how awesome this category is. And remember on the last episode that we did, Tony also says people need love and this can lead to some incredibly fulfilling relationships. But it can also cause you to sacrifice self-care in order to take care of others or maintain a partnership. So today, if you're feeling really frustrated, then we're going to cover how to feel or have more fulfillment when it comes to connection and love. Each of us prioritize our needs differently and our decisions are based on which needs we put first. That's right. What needs are you putting first? While the six human needs are deep-seated, remember that your past is not your future, unless you live there, of course. You can choose to fulfill your needs in a healthy way, as well as bring balance to your life by developing your ability to fulfill all of your needs equally. So we're going to have a look at how we can do that. So number one is... Dun, 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 sharing sharing is caring that's it that's one of our favorite quotes isn't it so we always say sharing is caring sharing other people's wins sharing our great news sharing experiences experiences and your yeah. wins like this is one of the things that we see lack like it's it's massive look most people in new zealand at least are not trained how to celebrate their wins in fact it's frowned upon it's that tall poppy syndrome. The minute you actually feel like you've achieved something, God forbid if you actually tell anybody because then you are like, what do they say? You've got an ego and you think you're all that. Whereas actually it's just you going, wow, look what I managed to do. And other people going, wow, look what you managed to do. You're awesome. Let's pick up the bus. What exactly is tall poppy syndrome, Sam? Well, I've got a definition for you people. All right. It is an Australian slash New Zealand saying and I have been overseas before and done conferences in America where mm. they've actually talked about this. And it's like a shocking <laughs> story that they go, you wouldn't believe down in Australia and New Zealand, they have this thing. Because generally overseas, you don't see it. But this or is what it. it means. You don't hear mm. it. This is what it means. Describes a social phenomenon in which people of genuine merit are resented, attacked, cut down, or criticized because their talents or achievements that elevate them above or distinguish them from their peers. Ridiculous. They are cut down because they do something awesome and we chop them off at the legs. So people in New Zealand and Australia quite often are too scared to celebrate themselves because tall poppy, so poppy, tall poppy syndrome comes along and chops you off at the ankles. So if you want more fulfillment, we are going to encourage you to share more, share more of your wins so that other that gives permission for other people to do exactly the same. So when you're winning, you create a winning streak for other people. You provide a ripple effect for other people around you, your immediate environment and your immediate community. So sharing is caring, share the love, share the wins, share the celebrations. 
Number two. Supporting others. Mm. Now, this is where you are not going to chop somebody off with the ankles and do the whole tall poppy syndrome on someone else. No, no, no. But instead, you're going to support and celebrate them for what they are doing so that they feel connected to you. So they feel the love from you. Because let's be honest, if you've got a friend, you all have a friend, right? That's no matter what you do, they think you're awesome. They love what you do. They celebrate you. You can always ring them and tell them whatever has happened and they totally support you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to do exactly the same thing for somebody else? To be that supporter, the cheerleader, the best friend, the um, the person on the side of the field that's yelling for you, making sure that you achieve what you achieve and that you're celebrated for it. And as Oprah says, when others are up among the stars, celebrate with them. We were all sent here to shine and we all shine brighter when we all work together. Don't you love Oprah and don't you love that quote? One of the great things that we experience in our gym business is exactly this, supporting others. And we've been doing, I mean, you know, 18 years now is our birthday. That's right. It's this week, in fact, or last week. And one of the things, or at least the culture that we try to create in our business is all about family and creating that family environment. So we're firm believers of doing and training up women to do triathlons, to do half marathons, to do 10K events, to do swimming events, to do cycle events, like anything that is out of the ordinary that they didn't believe once they could do. And then what we, te- what we not tend to do, but what we really emphasize is actually celebrating all of our members' success on Facebook. Because some people are not ever used to being celebrated. Some people are used to, they go and do an event, their family's not there to support them, they get backlash from their partner, so they don't have a nice safe community where they're safe to grow. So they never grow. And if they don't grow, then they're feeling frustrated. So where in your life could you support your friends, your family? Where could you show up for them? You know, like one event for one person, whether it be in the fitness arena, the health arena, um, a function, a crafting, anything, anything, anything that they've achieved, where could you show up and support them? You know, think back to when you were a child and, you know, you wanted your family to be at an event, a a sports event or, you know, a theatre event or anything that you were doing. It was really encouraged as as you were children and then that just slowly goes away and away until eventually there's no recognition. But if we could get better at supporting other people, then that means we're getting our connection and love meant in a really resourceful way, which of course brings more fulfilment. And that's what we're here for. Okay, number three. Connect through nature. This is a nice one. Just go outside, ground, put your feet on the floor, take your shoes and your socks off and walk on the beach. Like we just did that this morning and I think, you know, that's one of my all-time favorites is to go out and to just ground, like, you know, on the grass or in the beach or sometimes in the mud. It's happened and it'll probably happen again, but it's one of the best ways to stay connected through nature. You could go and hug a tree. Mm. I think it's just going out with and you know going out with your loved one or your friends or whoever that you're getting this connection with and it just the grounding the way that it just it calms your entire nervous system so you're present in the moment with people you care about absorbing nature it's very calming let's look at why grounding is actually so beneficial so it reduces your pain it helps improve your sleep 
it actually boosts your immune system, it calms the mind, it decreases inflammation, and it detoxifies waste and toxins from the body, it restores the body's natural state, it balances the, the nervous system, it promotes efficient cellular repair and function, it improves the heart rate variability, prevents cardiovascular disease, and regulates blood glucose. Like, I am all over this thing called grounding. And I actually, just on a side note, if you haven't seen the movie, the Earthing movie, I highly recommend it. When I got diagnosed with my liver uh, condition, I started Googling everything, in any, anything and everything that I could connect, uh, com commit to, to improve my, cell, my cells. That was all, was really important to me. So anything that could turn the mitochondria in my cells around, I was all over it. And this was one of the things that came up for me. So for me, I listened to the movie. I watched the movie, actually I didn't listen to it. I watched the movie and then I ended up buying the grounding sheet. I ended up doing way more walks in the park barefoot and two to three times a week, I prioritize walking in the ocean, bare feet or swimming in the ocean. So definitely jump on grounding and jump on the movie you can grab it on youtube i highly 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 recommend it all right the next one is number four faith mm. now this is faith in something bigger than you maybe it's maybe you're a religion maybe it's the universe it's just knowing that there is something out there that is much bigger than you and to really have faith in that so when we believe in something bigger than self, when we have faith in something bigger than just you, right? We attract good things because we believe and expect in good things to come. Similarly, when we believe and expect bad things to come, we also attract that into our lives. Faith is a pathway for abundance. So be sure to hold it at the forefront of your mind. Don't be afraid to expect the very best for yourself. All right. And then we're going to go into number five, which is self love oh, this is, this is a huge one for Ursh. I'm gonna leave it to her because she's a master of this oh, so I'm not okay she's I a master it, in, I love in, it I love it in making in the making <laughs> I love it I love it I love it this is one of the beautiful things that I get to do being a coach is work with um, mainly women around this one is all about how we can promote self-love and how we can do more self-love and it what we see a lot especially working in a woman's only gym is self-love comes last Self-love comes last. Self-love comes last. I'm going to say it over and over and over again because so many women feel guilty when I, I have a program that I do which is all based around how you can improve your self-love which then improves your confidence, right? And most women really struggle with this one because again, we are not taught in schools or universities or from our families about self-love. It's like monkey see, monkey do. So if you were the type of person that grew up in a family where you saw mum cook all the meals, you, you, you saw mum take all the kids to sport events, you saw mum work eight to five, you saw mum no gym life, no sport life, no uh, going out to cafes with their friends or no mum's night, right? And this could be the, exactly the same for dads. If you saw dad, you know, working as well and dad was a person that maybe dropped you off at school or maybe he made your school lunches or maybe he came to your school place. There is no self-love. So it was really common for us growing up not to see our parents express or have self-love rituals. So this one is a favorite of mine because I think that self-care comes with self-love. Self-abuse means there's no self-love. Hence, you can have self-love or you can have self-harm. And I'm, I'd love to know, I'm curious actually, 
Which category are you fitting into? Are you harming yourself and not looking after yourself? Are you getting ample sleep? Are you nurturing and looking after your soul, your spirit? Are you making sure that you're drinking enough water? Are you detoxifying your cells? Are you making sure that you're showing up for you and you're fueling your brain with wonderful positive things and learning and you know appreciating and celebrating you and celebrating others? Are you high-fiving yourself in the mirror? Like are you allowing yourself to have that bubble bath? Are you allowing yourself just to have five minutes of meditation time, of grounding time? Or are you drinking a bottle of wine at the end of the night? <laughs> are you stand, sitting in front of the TV, staring at it for five or six hours? Are you on your social media looking at everybody else's life and thinking, man, I wish I was them, my life sucks. Or are you sitting, are you smoking or potentially taking drugs just to wash away the stress of your day? That's the self-harm mm. versus all that caring, nurturing stuff that Ursh was talking about. You know, like giving yourself that pampering massage, putting your feet in a foot spa every night, letting yourself just relax and enjoy and recharging your battery from a positive standpoint versus from a negative. As much as I know you guys think that having a bottle of wine is a real positive, mm. it isn't really helping. Because what's a bottle of wine doing? It's disconnecting you. It's disconnecting you or it could be could mean that you're actually connecting with other people that like to have a glass of wine or not a glass of wine a bottle or two or three <laughs> every night okay and next one is all right the next one is self-worth now this is another one self-love and self-worth are very different things self-worth is do you actually think that you're worth anything how much do you love yourself how much do you appreciate yourself or are you the person that's constantly saying you're not good enough? Mm. That you're constantly, nothing you do is ever going to be good enough. No matter how freaking amazing it was, you'll still find fault in it. And you'll still think that it's not okay. Because maybe you've grown up. Maybe you've, from a little kid, you've always felt like whatever you've done hasn't been good enough. And now you've carried that on into adulthood. And self-worth, it can be a real killer of love and connection because if you don't love yourself if you don't believe that you're worth it how can you express true love and connection to your, your significant other or your friends etc and interestingly the consequence of low self-worth can actually be really huge you know this is, these are the uh, I guess conditions that people will identify with or uh, be familiar with is depression risky behaviors the willingness to tolerate abusive treatment and a nagging sense of failure to reach your own potential are all signs of it. It's also worth noting that, you know, self-worth is often the cause, not the effect of hardship in your life, whether they are financial, relationship, physical, or so on. A person with a high sense of self-worth actually takes responsibility for themselves. So you hear me say this time and time again on the podcast that I do, is it's the blame, shame and complain game. So if you can identify your language and you're talking about other people and you're blaming other people, you're shaming other people, you're complaining about them, the opposite is true when you have high self-worth. And when we have low self-worth, we don't tend to take responsibility for it. On the contrary, if you do take responsibility for it, you know, if you make a mistake or you mess something up and you tend to, you actually frame it differently. And it sounds like, you know, I did a bad thing or what I did was bad as opposed to I am bad. Remember, we are not our mistakes. 
And the other thing about people that take responsibility for their mistakes are they say sorry when they need to and they do what they can to make things right other than, you know, like we see a lot of times people just ghosting other people or people, you know, like we're talking about in our significance is they put other people down all the time. So just be aware of how you're responding to connection right now. So are you having a lot of, is your self worth high or is your self-worth low and what do you think you could do to create more change around improving your self-worth self-worth requires a belief that the world is like a mirror if people are judging you it's because you are a reflection are reflecting a part of them that you have not yet accepted sure their judgment may actually hurt but ultimately that's about them it doesn't have to become your truth and their judgment can only hurt you to the extent that you hold that judgment against yourself as well. The same is true for when you judge others. Hmm. Whatever you see in someone else is something you have in you. Say that again, Sam, because I so love this. People, when I say this to my coaching clients, it's like, huh? It's like I've slapped them with a cold fish and they're like, they're like look at me stunned, stunned mullet. I, I still get stunned mullet on this one. <laughs> so... When you're judging others, whatever you see in someone else is something that you have in you. Mm. So in this end, self-worth people are thankful for the challenging people in their lives because they see them as opportunities to learn more about themselves. And these people take, and these people take heart in seeing the positive in others. Yeah, they do. Because that means mm. they can see those things in themselves as well. So if you're constantly seeing the negative, this is the bad side of everybody, and you just find yourself moaning and complaining and Bone having a bitch about every person around you, you have to self-reflect on that and look at yourself. And what is it that you're seeing in these people that actually is within you? You can identify. In, well, yeah. maybe you don't identify it in yourself. Like that's one of the biggest issues that I have is people can't identify, you know, other people's traits or behaviors and others and they don't see that they're looking in the mirror so whoa we just went super damn deep that on that one. one man Southworth just went boom <laughs> that was like heavy stuff going down right there all right let's go into the number six is your truth yeah now why does this one matter i'll tell you why this one matters is because so many people are not living authentically so many people are living other people's dreams other people's desires other people's passions and that's why they're feeling frustrated because they're not they don't have the trust to be able to speak their truth they're worried about judgment they're worried about other people reacting they're worried about what mum and dad are going to say if they don't want to do a specific job or a specific career but living mum and dad's dream creates frustration down the track you know you've got to live your life it's your life by design it's not their life by design otherwise you're now living life by default and remember that that then starts to create unhealthy relationships that causes self-harm that creates the neediness you start to get connection through problems you know like the drugs and the alcohol that we're talking about you could end up in an industry where you know lots of times people talk about oh mum wanted me to, to be a doctor oh, i couldn't stand being a doctor uh one of our friends their parents wanted them to or wanted her to be a lawyer and she couldn't think of anything worse but she she did the whole you know she got qualified as a lawyer she did everything and you know she just spent her nights drinking because she absolutely hated it 
So what you want to think about is, is this being true to me? Am I speaking my truth or am I living through someone else's truth for fear of rejection and fear of judgment? This is a biggie. I know. So if you're just rolling your eyes right now or you're like, holy shit, that's me. It's okay because trusting and believing that you are beautiful and you are unique and you are special in your own right is going to take time and it's a process it's not just going to happen overnight like everybody is scared of judgment and rejection i want you to know that you are not alone all right number seven unconditional love yeah now i just feel i have to jump in here and share a personal story yeah right and just as sam was reading this one out i thought actually this is really interesting because you know the other thing about getting your connection and love met in an unresourceful way is having conditional love like having conditions around your love and i just wanted to talk about you know i had you know i've got my mum and my dad not that i call him my dad but let's just say for argument's sake because i was growing up well when he when i had the conversation about you know i am a lesbian that conversation which that's going to be a whole other podcast but that was not accepted by my father at the time and it's still not actually to this day like i and there was lots of conversations um about shame and blame and complain and the rejection and all of those things that he was unable to process the fact that he had a daughter that was a lesbian to um, to the extent that I said, he said, you know, you're going through a phase. And I said to him, so if I come back to you in two years time and I'm still a lesbian, will you accept me in your life? And he said, absolutely not. So his condition of loving me as his daughter was that I had to be in a heterosexual relationship. So needless to say, I don't have a relationship with him anymore. His loss. But what I found really interesting about that and significant about that is through a lot of coaching now, I'm celebrating parents that are open to having unconditional love, regardless of you know their children's sexual preference, regardless of what their job opportunities are, regardless of how they want to live their life. Now, I'm also fully aware that you know at the time, I've got a father that was judging me for my sexuality. So if we go back to, he needs to be looking in the mirror and what exactly about that upsets him. You know, so that's probably something in his childhood that was never accepted. And therefore that becomes a condition for him. And we see this a lot with religion as well. So there we go. That was a good story today, Sam. Well done. That was yeah. very good. Yeah, I thought I could just chuck that one in there. <laughs> All right, we've got our last one, guys. Number eight interdependent relationships what is that exactly sam so it's like having what oh, we had this on maths didn't we just the other just the other week <laughs> let's bring maths back into it again we couldn't not bring up maths <laughs> yes married at first night is the best psychological don't judge us for married at first sight by the way but you learn so much right human mm. behavior is just we, outstanding and watching we, these couples and you see these love and connection things happening over and over again so anyway olivia and jackson I don't know the names, but I love watching to I love watching the drama that unfolds to be able to 
identify certain behaviors in mm. groups so that when I'm coaching, you know, my married couples, actually, I've got quite a few married couples at the moment, and I just say to them, rewind and watch that part, and which, which one do you identify with? Like, which behavior is upsetting you the most? And as a couple, they watch it, and it's extraordinary when they come back to me, they're like, whoa, because now they see someone else. Anyway, yeah. what were you saying? Sorry. So it's like basically a codependent relationship where you are... You're 100% dependent on the other person for absolutely everything. You can't do anything without the other person. You rely on them to be with you, to help you, to talk to you, to be around you. Now, that's the, that's the unresourceful side of connection. Mm. Instead, interdependent relationships um, involve a balance of self and others within the relationship, mm. recognizing that both partners are working to be present and meet each other's physical and emotional needs and in appropriate and meaningful ways. So you can still be independent people who have their own wants and needs and can do what they need to do. They're not, 100, they're not reliant on each other. So codependency is when you're reliant on each other. Interdependence is where you live side by side, making the best for each other, being there for each other in your best possible way. So I think it's really crucial now that we talk about, well, just briefly, you know, like what are some signs of a codependent relationship? Like we've, we went in depth on this when we did our training for, you know, becoming an emotional intimacy coach. Yeah. And there were some things that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was codependent. So I guess, you know, you have trouble articulating your emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. You want to please everyone. So you're not taking care of self. You're just, you're again, pleasing everyone else. And you also feel the need to fix others. So this was one that I identified with because in all of my roles, that's one of the things, like having that people-pleasing. It's like that need to fix others. That's because I didn't want to fix myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you also struggle to set clear boundaries for yourself in your life. My hand's going up again. Like, I don't know if we should have covered this codependency thing today. And boundaries are a big thing. It's actually... Not letting people around you know what's okay and what's not okay. For you. Because that's, that's, again, coming down to that self-love, self-worth, and living your truth. And the other one is you sacrifice your own wants and needs to appease others. Like it's all about them and it's never about you. That leads to frustration. There is no fulfillment in this arena. None whatsoever. Um, and the last one that we know of is that you're loyal to a fault. You know, there's a time for loyalty and there's a time where it's just ridiculous. And this is where you just take it beyond and just extreme loyalty without any thought or any thinking or any logic. Oh, and you also have low self-esteem and self-worth and you feel responsible for the feelings and actions of others. I think we need to do a whole podcast on oh, codependency we can, we can because we've got here. so much stuff on codependent. And you refuse to seek help because you don't feel like the problem is that bad. Like... Like, just full transparency, I've got to say that when we first did this, there was a lot of ticks in Ursha's arena. Like, and I'm okay with that because, you know, we're not here to be perfect. We're here to make progress, people. Eric Erickson says, Life doesn't make any sense without interdependence. We need each other. And the sooner we learn that, the better for us all. So what does that mean to you, Sam? So basically, we need to be there for each other. It's not that, Mm. like... I'm here to support Ursh in everything she does. She's here to support me in everything we uh, that I do. And we are interdependent 
in that relationship. Codependence is the is the opposite of that, where you cannot survive without the other person. They need to do everything for you. You need to do everything for them, and it's a very negative relationship rather just, than a positive. It's co- quite frustrating, isn't it? To, you know, like yeah, and it's very common. So again, if you can see signs there, you know, of you being codependent right now, then I don't want you to feel like you're alone or isolated because you will be amazed at how many people are in codependent relationships. And think it's like having, are you walking, are you walking next to someone holding their hand mm. or are you, have you jumped on their back and you're piggybacking them or they're piggybacking you? Oh, there we go. Are you holding hands or are you piggybacking? This is the question. Okay. Let's wrap up our how to feel or how to get your connection and love need met in a more resourceful way so that you can feel more fulfilled and less frustrated. So overview of what things you can do to feel more fulfilled. Number one. Sharing. Sharing. Sharing is caring, remember? Number two. Supporting others. No No tall poppy syndrome around here. And be someone else's cheerleader. Number three. Connecting through nature. Remember that grounding we talked about? Faith. Another one was self-love. Taking care of yourself. And self-worth. Your truth. So telling your truth. And remember I shared with you unconditional love. And lastly, the interdependent relationships. No codependency. So there we go. That's how you can feel more fulfilled by getting your connection and love need met. And then next week we're going to move on to, we're actually moving on to growth next week. How exciting will that be? So everybody having a most amazing week. We're going to love and leave you. And please, as we say, sharing is caring. So do us a favor and share what you've learned today on your socials. Send us a private message. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.